Hey fam, welcome to another episode of Coco Series. We are inspiring lifestyle stories on relationships and self-development and passion and health and a lot more are being shared. So if you're a follower, I, I just want to welcome you back and if it's your first time, then thank you for listening. And please don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on any podcast app or platform you use for new updates, for new episodes and for more information basically. So today I want to do something slightly different. I, I want to talk about a topic that I'm so passionate about, something that inspires me, something a bit more personal and I want to talk about Africa. And this is Africa through my eyes, through my description, through my own words. And I hope you listen and if you enjoy it, do a clap for me <laughs> at the end of the day or send in a message or, or you just share it. Thank you very much. I come from a place where memories are a must make and people are a must know. So where I come from, there are always stories to share and things to talk about. Yes, the place I call home is a place where we accommodate all. We laugh about serious issues like COVID-19. Well, because we can't come and kill ourselves. <laughs> and we strive to progress regardless of all the odds against us. We believe that in as much as we are disadvantaged, we are not disadvantaged. So I come from a place where family is made up of the father, the mother, the siblings, relatives, friends, strangers, some guardians, the community, the concerned, the less concerned, because even our enemies are accepted into our fold. Here, we learn from birth to play in the sand, the sun, and dance in the rain. We learn to how we learn how to cook with grass and tomato seeds, and then we perfect our culinary skills. Years later, in a traditional kitchen with firewood and tripods or a kerosene stove, and now. We have gas cookers here, we have electric cookers, so we use that as well. Yes, we make the best meals with our oil greased pots and the recipes handed down to us. And then there are other recipes that are even adopted, possibly on YouTube, or on Instagram, on any other social media platform, or sometimes on food channels, on DSTV, yeah. So I come from a place where Weather changes either bring tears of joy or tears of pain. The rain could be your friend or it could be your foe. Well, sometimes it cold the ground and produce green, or other times it cause a flood and invade homes because sometimes you can get to wake up in the middle of water and you're like, oh my God, where am I? <laughs> so here we are diversified in language and religion and marriage and festivals. We have we have food, we have labor, and we have a lot more other things that distinguish us from the whole. So some people are known for their type of food, some others are known for their religion, some are known for the way they marry, for their languages, different things. And even location, yeah, that too. So some get to marry many, others get to marry one, and some others tend to leave solo or to get married to their religions. Well, you know who I'm referring to. So where I come from, again, 
We have gender expectations that do resurface no matter how much technological advancements gets to influence the world. Okay? We 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 get to enhance the rapid revolutions or maybe sometimes I'd say evolutions. Well, because uh, it's not a fault that we are the way we are. It's a culture thing, you know. This is just how we are. And though some of us get to travel out and get more exposed and all, but for those home, we are still trying. We are still trying to meet up with the world standards and all of that. So I, I come from a place where identity is stained. And culture, which is meant to be a brand, is constantly amended to fit a person, fit a people, and fit a particular purpose. Here, democracy is politicized and the changing government acts on personal interest, with everyone aiming for a place of authority and a seat in power. But my question constantly goes, who leads the leaders? We encounter poor governance as each person has a manifesto they live by and promises they leave unfulfilled. With corruption stemming from all sectors of the economy, with none to hold accountable for, because they eventually pay their way out of jail, even if caught. Well, you heard this, but not from me. Did I mention to you the unemployment downsides with over 5,000 applicants for one job vacancy? Yes, well, that's true. And I come from a place where trends are higher for entertainment purposes than information and educative reasons, except giveaways, will, and maybe except rumors. Here, insecurity is not only discussed in the House of Assembly, but also in beer parlors with, yeah, you know those men with some round tummies, some big bellies and all of that, yeah. They get to discuss this over a keg of palm wine, and then sometimes you get to hear it in the playground of kids and schools. Yes, they talk about it, even if they may not be fully aware of the situation, but they get to talk about it. Because even my niece comes home and, and gets to ask me, oh, I heard somebody was fighting in the National Assembly, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> well, God's gonna save us, no doubt. So we have the rich who keep living in overly secured mansions and then we have the poor in far less secured places of habitation. But both are threatened with insecurity and fear, yes. Yet insecurity is simply debated upon, it is laughed about and just made a trend for a day or two on black Twitter streets. You know how these things go with less progressive impacts at the end of the day, made daily simply to salvage the situation or restore the peace and the freedom of movement we had a few years ago. Because I know that a few years ago, people could travel from here to there without without thinking of all the insecurities and without thinking of, um, of the dangers they're gonna face. People could travel at night. People could travel from one state to the other. But now you have to be very selective and very careful of the travel times, very careful of the transportation services you use as well. And it's crazy. 
So again, I come from a place where girls are groomed to be extremely self-conscious. I hate this part. And prideful in their virginity. They are being advised to cover their legs constantly. And this keeps re-echoing in their minds as an alarm on snooze, you know. And this keeps reminding them of how easily vulnerable and lured they can be to the callous boys and savages and from a lustful man. Now we hear there's rape here, there's rape there, and they end up killing the rape victims at the end of the day. This is this is so bizarre. Here, I couldn't freely display my white panties outside when I was much younger. And sometimes I still don't. I like I still don't for the fear of being ostracized, verily abused, indicted, and shamed. Despite the fact that boys who have grown up to be men still wear the boxes with bare bodies in private and public without remorse, without shame, without fear, without without being afraid of what nobody will say or do. No, am I a feminist? No way. Am I against gender equality movement? Well, you can ask me that again. Probably when we meet privately, you know. So I come from a place where good and bad has a lesson to learn from. Um, We have stories to share and memories to keep. I come from a place I call home. And home is where everything happens in uncontrollable proportions and sometimes unexpectedly because you can have a guest you you can wake up in the morning and my mom is like let's arrange let's do this let's do that and the next second you find somebody visiting without prior notification and all of that and then you have to start looking for oh maybe if there wasn't food in the house you have to start looking for ways to prepare meals and probably get the person to be comfortable and sometimes they come to spend a day or two or even a week now that is where i come from and home is my country in nigeria and please don't mix this up nigeria is a con is is a country in the continent of africa africa is a continent so home is where i come from and i'll repeat again home is my country nigeria in the continent of africa this is the place i call home and I'd like to know the place you call home. Tell me about your own home. Thank you. Okay, so I, I want to quickly add something else about Africa. I think I'll title this one, Africa is a woman, beautiful. And... Don't, don't see this in in some light, like, don't see this as me being feminist. Well, I am feminist if I have to be. <laughs> okay, so um, the rising tide of who we are meant to be has greatly influenced every trait that lies beneath our melanin-coated skins. Our struggles contoured with Tara and Zaron and our scars have been clothed in vintage. This constantly reminds us of our heritage, but rebranding our once uncivilized looks. The woman of my youth is nothing like my mother, nor my mother's mother, no. 
the woman of my youth constantly struggles to find the stance and aims for perfection using both symbols of the women we were civilized from and the women we are westernized to as a guide. And slowly we have lighted our paths with the intervention of women before us, blazing the trails for women and the girls unborn. And together in sisterhood, we we demonstrated that um, that we are to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, and yes, to be remembered. So as imperfect as we may be, our flaws and weaknesses are, are woven together to create a piece of art, void of perfection, but showcasing the beauty that lies in our skin, in our hair, our smile, our shape, our dance, the prowess in our men, you know what I mean? The the uniqueness in our culture, our food, just name it, a lot of things. And no amount of civilization can change the fact that I am an African woman struggling to win in the Western world. Mm-mm. You can change that. But I take pride in all that I have and in all that I am because Africa is a woman beautiful. And finally, I'm going to be doing the last one, um, which I I call, uh, okay, it's going to be a letter to my mother, and my mother in this context is Africa, and this is my letter to her. So, dear mother Africa, you speak in diverse tongues with every sound, every word, tone, rhythm, and banter passing as a message to the young and old. You adorn yourself with corals, with beads, with tie and dye prints, with Ankara, the white chalk and black ash showcasing the beauty you possess. The meaning in your colors portrays so much that needs to be translated, transcended, and never forgotten. And my mother's mother spoke of tradition. My mother speaks of culture. I speak of urban and tribes and trends. My dancers will probably speak of epic and who knows. (laughs) But may we never forget the wealth in our breath, the art in our dance, the heritage in our tales, the rhythm in our tongues, the taste in our meals, the color of our skin and our true identity with humanity. Your loving daughter, Ivara. So that's it about that guys and thank you very much for listening to my podcast today and I don't know which particular segment you enjoyed listening to but thank you so much and I I just hope that you I just hope that you enjoyed it really and kindly share and kindly applaud me if you need to kindly send a message if you need to and don't forget to subscribe on any podcast app or platform you use so you can get new updates, new episodes, and a lot more. Thank you. I love you. Coco Series.